delight I could share about how I came to Christ. Um, one of the things that's happened recently is I find myself here at Cathedral Life. And it's kind of interesting because in uh, 1980, I got saved and uh, knew I was called into ministry. And uh, it was in 1980, I think it was in 80, 81, I came to Trinity. And Andre Crouch, how many of you have ever heard of Andre Crouch? And uh, didn't know anything about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the moving of the Spirit, just got saved, came down here, and uh, uh, Andre Crouch came out. Somebody had a tongue and interpretation. When I hung their tongue, um, I thought, this is, give me a this is a setup, you know. And then I heard somebody interpret it, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. There's something here I'm missing. And uh, so that put me on a search and uh, left the denominational church where I was at, came here. Shortly after that, got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then from that point, it was just full steam ahead. And uh, pastored over 25 years and uh, had bumps in the road, like I'm sure many of you. Uh, when I was in high school, my guidance counselor, I didn't get very good grades. When I was in first grade, they changed from phonics to looksay. So I learned words by pictures. So when I went to second grade, I never learned how to read. So I went all through school, never read a book. And uh, I'd read a little bit of it, but not much. Took speech class because I really wanted to take it. Got up. I, I, I ain't getting in front of people and talking. And uh, so the guidance counselor said, you know, you really need to be a garbage man. And I'm like 15, 16 years old, and I'm thinking, hey, this guy doesn't know who I am. And uh, now nah, that's before I got saved. And uh, so the journey went on from there. And uh, the first time I preached, my mom was there, and she cried the whole time. And I thought, man, I must be the worst preacher in the world. My own mother's crying at my preaching. And she came up afterwards. She goes, no way you could do that. That's impossible. So my journey's really been incredible. And... Uh, but it's been a great journey in Christ. And, it, and God's bringing me full circle. Uh, here I am, I'm 66 years old, and I'm back at Trinity where I began the journey. And a couple, of, I was over at Arlington Street Church of God when I was 12 years old. My dad ran the sound system. And uh, while I was there, he went, says, go up and read out of Isaiah. I remember it was Isaiah, I read out of it. He stopped what he was doing, looked at me, and he said, someday you're going to be a preacher. And I thought, my dad must have lost his mind. I was like 12 years old. So a lot of things are coming back. This is kind of the third season of my life. God does everything in threes in my life. And I see this as a third season. So I'm really excited about being here, what God's going to do. God's called me to come alongside of Dana and Michael and do whatever I can do to help them. So I'm excited about being here. But uh, Michael asked me to share about uh, Hammer and Nails. About mm, two and a half years ago, I got involved with Hammer Nails. They help disadvantaged homeowners in Stark County. Let me tell you a story. Our uh, project manager called me aside today, and he said, I got to tell you something. He said, I was in a house. He said, Barry, this house was, he said, it was incredibly a mess. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, they had duct tape on the faucet. It was still leaking. Water had run all underneath the cabinet, and where the lady stood to do her dishes, there was holes in the floor, and her son had nailed some plywood down. And he said there was no hot water. She boiled water in the sink, and the steps going downstairs and the steps going upstairs were totally not usable. I mean, it really could have got hurt. She's in her mid-70s. Her son is 56 years old. He has multiple strokes, so they can't do anything for themselves. 
And those are the kind of families we're reaching out to. I don't know if you know this or not, but approximately 30% of the people that live in the city of Canton live in poverty. Now you say, well, you know, people said, well, they're just lazy. Well, the majority of them aren't lazy. They don't know how to fix things. They're low income. They're older people or somebody's had a stroke or they've had medical problems. So we help disadvantaged homeowners in Stark County, all just in Stark County. And um, so we have groups come in during the summer. They help us on projects. We'll paint houses. We'll fix things. And uh, it's been amazing because uh, I grew up in this area my whole life and didn't realize the need that was here. First house I went into, um, I walked in the door. There was no locks on the door. The lady was probably 38 years old that lived there. No drywall, very little drywall. Um, she said, I'd like to have some planking on my floor. I said, ma'am, <laughs> I can see into your basement. You have to have a subfloor put down first before you put planking in. Didn't have a stove refrigerator. Walked up the steps in her door. And when she opened her door, there was a bell on the door. And I said, that's your security system, isn't it? She said, yeah. And I said, well, before the day's over, we're going to come out and put locks on your house so you're secure in your house. So that's kind of some of what's going on in Canton. And we need people to help. So I have some uh, brochures I can give you. Um, you want to hand some of those out? This actually started down at North Industry Church. They started it as youth camps in 96, 97, 98, where they'd have youth come in during the summer. They'd take teams into the city. They'd paint houses. And uh, the lady that started that, Darlene Leghart, she uh, started a 501c3. We were down on 12th Street for many years um, on a, in a couple houses. And now we just moved down next to Kennedy's Barbecue, if you know where Kennedy's Barbecue is at, down by McKinley, uh, McKinley's Monument. So we've, you know, really grown it and have more volunteers, and we can always use more volunteers and more hands. But it's a great way. Think about this. This is a lady in her mid-'70s taking care of her 56-year-old son who's had multiple strokes. And many times we go in, and there's no one else visiting these people. They have no relationship with anybody else. And I think here's a woman in her mid-70s, can't do anything for herself, taking care of her son. And they're, I've heard people say, you know, well, there are throwaways. Throwaways? What are you talking about? Well, they're just people that, you know, they're just out there and nobody can help them. Well, I don't believe that. And uh, so I'd love to see you all get involved in it and, uh, you know, get involved in a project and meet people. It's not doing the project. It's touching them through Jesus Christ. It's building a relationship with people. Many times we're working on a project and somebody just sits down with the person that owns, owns the house and prays for them, talks to them, build a relationship with them. So this is just a means of building a bridge into somebody's life and loving them in the name of Christ. So it's a great ministry here in town. We only do Stark County. And uh, so I'd love to have you be a part of it. Yeah, groups come in. Yeah, we have groups. Big. Yeah, yep. You know, the, most of the houses we paint are two and a half story. So it takes a little while to paint a house. You know, it might take you all week to paint a house. So, uh, and we do porches, um, uh, decks on the, on the front of houses. We'll repair those kind of things. We don't do any plumbing, electrical, or anything like that. We'll do mulching, you know, change uh, shrubs, those kind of things. So, uh, so that's what we do. That's what I've been involved in for the last two, about two and a half years. So... No, I am not the head of it. No, no. Yeah, I'm the uh, uh, community engagement director. What I do is I go out and talk to churches, groups, share what Hammer and Nails does, and then I'm a fundraiser. I help with fundraising. 
raise funds for it. And, uh, you know, when you're, you're a nonprofit and you're trying to raise funds, that's not an easy thing because there's a lot of nonprofits, a lot of people out there trying to raise money to do what they're doing. But we're able to help people. And 30% uh, of the people live in Canton, live in poverty. 20, I think it's 24, 25% in Alliance and 17% in Masson. And that's like $24,000 a year for a single person and 26000 for a, a couple. And many of them are older people, and they can't do things for themselves. And their kids are out of town. They have no one. So, uh, so anyhow, great ministry, great use your hands, love on people, fix something for them, and build a great relationship with them. So. Right, right. But is there anything going this way? Is that quite, you know, that, do you start up in May or is that up in April? Probably, probably uh, May, June is when we start painting outside. Now, there is jobs we have painting inside where we'll paint inside homes. But most of what we do with groups in the summertime is we'll set homes up for painting. Okay. And uh, scrape, you know, you have to scrape them first. And, uh, you know, and we're very careful. We go through, you're all trained on how to use the ladders, what you do, what you don't do, and uh, those kind of things. And uh, we used to use a lot of younger teenagers, and what we found is that, you know, first of all, they didn't know how to paint. You know, when you have somebody that sticks the whole brush down in the paint thing, and I'm going, well, huh? wait a minute now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and we had somebody that, you know, dumped a whole gallon of paint on a front porch. So we try to have older uh, some older teens or young adults paint because they're more used to it and uh, that kind of thing. So we use younger people to mulch, maybe plant some flowers because we're trying to dress the house up as well in the exterior of the house as well to make them feel proud. Many of them are very hopeless. They don't have any hope. They don't have any money to fix their houses. And the city of Canton fines people if they don't have their houses painted, they don't have railings on their porches, and they're fining people. I've had people call me on the phone crying because they got a notice in the mail, and they thought the city was going to take their house. I said, ma'am, they're not going to take your house. Well, I got this notice. I'm scared. I said, we'll help you. We'll let the city know, you know, tell the city we're going to help you, and then they, they'll give them time to get their house fixed. So it's really a difficult situation. The city of Canton is doing that to upgrade things, but it also makes it really hard on people that don't have the money to do that kind of stuff. So uh, it's a great ministry to reach out and touch people. So we can do interior stuff. We can paint inside. If you give me the dates when you're thinking about doing things, I get with the project manager, and then he talks to your group and sets up a project that kind of fits how many you have, what your skill sets are, and uh, then we'll set a project up for you. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I did have a thought today. I was reading uh, John 13 um, when Jesus was washing the disciples' feet. Pretty incredible story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And then he says, as I've done unto you, do unto others. Jesus took his robe off, took a towel, and washed the disciples' feet. And one of the things that has been a key in my life, and I actually brought it because I want you to visually see this, I call it the principle of the towel. And many times, even though I don't have a towel, I always think all day long I have a towel over my shoulder. And the principle of the towel is, is I serve others. And the promotion that I've got in the kingdom of God isn't because of great gifting or great ability. It's because of my heart wanting to serve people. And when you want to serve and you have that principle of the towel, you will gain promotion. In the New Living Bible, it says, um, Jesus talks about, do unto others as I have done unto you when he washed their feet. And then he said, this is the path of blessing. I thought, oh, man, that's the path of blessing. It's not about us being served. Remember, Jesus said, I haven't come to be served, but to serve. So when you understand the principle of the towel, and you always have that towel with you, even though it's not a physical towel, I'm always there to listen. I'm always there to help. I'm always there to be an instrument of God to love people and to care for people. So I have that in my mind all the time, the principle of the towel. I'm here to serve. And that's the path of blessing. And if you want promotion in the kingdom of God, like I said, a lot of people, they think, well, they got to preach good. they got to have great ability. they have a great talent. Well, all those things are good. But if you don't have a heart to serve, you're not going to get promotion in the kingdom of God. So that has served me well, that principle, and understanding that principle. So I just thought I'd share that with you tonight.